Hello and welcome to Upstage the Podcast, your regular dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. We are actually re-recording this episode because we had some technical issues, so sorry that the episode wasn't out on Sunday, as it should have been, but it does mean that we've got extra news to give you, so... Some very exciting extra some news. Some very exciting extra news, so buckle up because there is a lot to get through. It's been about three weeks since we last recorded, so there is so much news, so much has happened, lots of new productions been announced and new casting... And yes, so get excited. The first thing we want to run through is the Tony Award nominations, which were announced last week. We're not going to go through all of them, but we'll just go through a couple of things that have stood out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing to say is that Hades Town got a ton of nominations. It was the most nominated show. After being completely shut out of the Olivier's. Yeah. Which we didn't necessarily think. And was... shut out of our hearts. <laughs> We, we didn't necessarily think that it was, like, snubbed. We were just like, eh. It didn't deserve it particularly. We said at the time that maybe it deserved set design because the set is cool. Yeah. But we didn't really think it necessarily deserved anything else. But so... it also didn't get a set design nomination. No, it didn't. Did it? No. no, it didn't get any. But that's the only thing that we maybe yeah. thought, oh, it would have deserved that. And I can understand it's got a lot of acting nominations, which I, I kind of, I get. I just hope it doesn't win all the things, but it... You know, we'll see. I think it's been a strong enough year that it won't win all the things. And I wonder whether it'll be... I'm I'm not going to try and predict it, but I wonder whether it'll be one of those things where it's nominated for a lot of things, but doesn't win any, like six. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Because, like... Like, it's an exciting new production. New productions, like, original productions, whatever. But whether it'll win is another story entirely. Yeah. Because Um, the other best musical nominees, for example... Uh, Ain't Too Proud, Beetlejuice, Hades Town. That's not another one. That is the one. The Prom and Tootsie. 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 So obviously Beetlejuice and Tootsie are based on films and Ain't Too Proud is the story of The Temptations. So is um, sort of biopic, bio stage, um, jukeboxy type thing. So yeah, Hades Town and The Prom are the two original musicals and I think have a lot of support behind them for that reason. But Mm. it'd be nice to see The Prom. Also, I feel like The Prom is a sort of... I don't I, know. It's a little, I would like people the prom in, to win. People are very endeared to the prom. People it's are a very endeared sweet to the prom. And Story. a spoiler for some news that's coming up in a second, but the prom is being made into a Netflix something Netflix special. I don't really know how it's going to work, like whether they're going to film the stage production or we slightly that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But Ryan Murphy is developing it for Netflix, basically. Um, so that's exciting. And I feel like if it wins Best Musical, more people will watch it on Netflix when it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and that would be nice. So, yeah, those are the Best Musical nominations. Best Revival of the Musical, only two nominations <laughs> because there were only two revival productions in New York this season. Um, so which is mad. Which is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, the nominees are Kiss Me Kate and Oklahoma. I think both of which would be deserving winners. I read an interesting article actually about. Uh, this idea that are we running out of things to revive like in 30 years time what will we be reviving does anything like that's new now have that kind of revivability potential like the golden Mm. age musicals do um interesting so maybe we'll do a podcast episode about that at some point yeah in terms of like the acting nominations i'm really happy that stephanie j block got nominated for the share show the The share show's only nomination and well deserved because stephanie j block is a star and I enjoy that cast recording immensely. I suggest you listen to it if you haven't already. It's just all of Cher's greatest hits and it's brilliant. I'm also happy for Kelly O'Hara and Kiss Me Kate because I think she's brilliant. And also Caitlin Kinunin, Kinunin for The Prom because it's her first nomination. And I just think that's nice. Yeah, that's sweet. I was really pleased, speaking of first time nominees, to see Jeremy Pope, 
who got two nominations, a nomination for Best Actor in a Musical in Ain't Too Proud and for Best Actor in a Play for his role in Choir Boy, which was the new Taron Alvin McCraney play that was on a couple months ago in New York. And that was actually his first role on Broadway. Like that was his Broadway debut and now he's got two Tony nominations. And he just seems like a really nice young man. And I'm knowing really not that much about either production really happy for him yeah from afar for that also very happy to see Gideon Glick get nominated yeah. and um, Ali Stroker Celia Keenan Bolger there's a lot of Brandon Uranovitz a lot of kind of Lily Cooper really lovely people yeah yeah an interesting thing is that To Kill a Mockingbird which is the Aaron Sorkin adaptation of the book um was nominated in like every acting category almost every technical category but isn't nominated for best play which yeah. I just think is odd yeah Everything was great, but the whole thing was not great. It did not come together very well. Yeah. You were all separately phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. But together, a shit show. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird. It was a weird one. It's really odd. But yeah, and then Best Original Score, the nominations are Be More Chill, Beetlejuice, Hadestown, The Prom, To Kill a Mockingbird, and Tootsie. Tootsie. Be More Chill didn't get many um, nominations. I don't know the show that well. I kind of tried to give the recording that exists now a listen they are doing a cast recording of this broadway cast Mm. i I didn't and it didn't really appeal to me i've tried to watch a couple of rehearsal videos because i know that people really love this show with the same sort of Mm. energy as things like um heathers and dear evan hansen stuff like that i just it's mm, it hasn't won me over maybe i'd need to i feel like if it came to london i'd sit down in a room and give it my evening and let it have a chance with me over yeah but yeah, I feel like it's maybe quite telling that it didn't get that many yes. nominations. Yes, you feel justified in not liking it that much. Yes, I do. Good. I don't even have to try to like it now because it didn't <laughs> get many nominations. It's probably not going to come to London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, those are our thoughts. A few brief thoughts on the Tony Awards. It's on June the 9th, hosted by James Corden. And hopefully we'll be able to watch the performances on YouTube afterwards, even if we can't watch the full broadcast, which we never can because we're discriminated against here in the UK. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. So as we said, the prom is being made into a Netflix... I keep saying Netflix special, like it's like some kind of... It's being adapted, filmed for Netflix. It will be on Netflix in some capacity. It will. At some point soon. As will The Boys in the Band. Yes, which is very exciting. Um, So The Boys in the Band, we talked about in our LGBT History Month episode, Mm -hmm. was a play that had its 50th anniversary last year. The production was last year, right, the Broadway production. And was the sort of first play on Broadway that featured a sort of whole um, cast of gay men, or, or the characters were gay men telling their stories sort of thing. And the production of it, Last year had a phenomenal cast that we brought back together for this Netflix special, which again Ryan Murphy yeah. is um, producing. God bless him. Yeah, um, so that's Zachary Quinto, it's Matt Bomer, it's Jim Parsons, Jim Parsons, Robin De, <laughs> um, Andrew Rannells, Andrew Rannells, Charlie, Charlie Carver. Carver. I'm sure we're forgetting someone. We are, but I can't. I, don't, I, I can't, can't think, think who, who we're is. forgetting. Mm. But an amazing cast, yeah. and I think that will be a bit more of a sort of made into a bit of a movie in the same way that he yeah. did with the normal heart so i think yes. it's a perfect fit for ryan murphy i think it's amazing that he's clearly putting quite a lot of energy into bringing theater productions to a wider yeah. audience um on yeah. netflix and i think that's really exciting i'm really really looking great. forward to see this because if yeah. i were in new york i definitely would have gone to see this show mm-hmm. so yay ryan murphy which is not something i always say <laughs> it's something we said the opposite of for quite a long yes. time <laughs> 
But there we are. <laughs> he, d- he does good and evil. He, he giveth, giveth and he taketh away. <laughs> Our Lord Rand Murphy. <laughs> Some more news is that Ben Platt from Dear Evan Hansen and Pitch Perfect and just general being good is going to be performing a concert at the Hammersmith Apollo in June. Tickets are available now. If you would like to go, it might be sold out. Actually, I've not checked. But give it a, give it a go. You might still be able to get tickets. Yeah. Um, he's going to be singing songs from... He's going to be singing songs. He's going to be singing some songs from his new album. He'll probably also do some from his shows. Obviously, he's been in Book of Mormon and, obviously, Dear Evan Hansen. Um, so, yeah, if you're a Ben Platt fan, as we are, then, yeah, he, he will be performing here if you would like to sing, which is nice because I feel it's like nice. big Broadway stars don't often come over here. That's nice. It's also impressive that it's like, as far as I'm aware, his first London show and it's... Yeah, um, such a major venue. Yeah, yeah. So he's good for a, him. He's got a lot of fans. Well done, Benjamin. Now moving on to a whole load of casting news. Some further casting has been announced for the Les Mis concert performance mm. run, which will be at the Gilgood later this year while they refurb the Queen's Theatre. Mm-hmm. So Rob Houchin and Bradley Jaden will be joining the cast, both of whom have previously um, starred in the West End show. Mm-hmm. They're very good. People like them. Yeah. And it's just nice to have all these old Les Mis faces yeah. um, back. Rob Houchin will um, be playing Marius and Bradley Jaden will be playing Anjora. So Bradley Jaden is currently in the Queen's production as Javert. So nice for him to have a little break. I think he's played Anjora before in one of the anniversary casts. So yeah, that's exciting. I think that's most of the major casting. They've not announced Eponine, actually. That's true. Um, That is true. So... Hope that's someone good. I'm sure it will be. I'd love Samantha Box to come back and do yeah. it. A couple of more bits of casting. Um, so David Bedella, who we've seen in in the Heights in the West End, and that's all we've seen him in. But he's yeah. been in other things. Joining Jim. and Juliet. Yes. Which is coming round sooner than I'm, I mean, I need it to be here because I need to see it and know <laughs> how what this it all is. Work. They released a video the other day of all the cast like talking about how they would describe the show, and I was watching it. Just being like, I'm more I'm confused. No clearer. Like it's a play within a play. I'm like, but is it a play within a play? What is happening? <laughs> Do the actors revolt, and it's not actually a real Juliet, but Does she's Britney only a kind Spears of... exist in this world. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, because she should exist in every world. I don't want to live in a world where Britney doesn't Can exist. You imagine if there's a parallel universe with no with Britney. No Britney. Spears. Oh my god. What do people listen to when they were 13? Just just silence and, oh, and their silence. own tears. <laughs> uh, so yeah, David Bedella will be joining and Juliet. Don't know what character he's playing. Don't really know Does what's it matter? going on with this whole production. But he'll be in it. And then if you're an Alistair Brammer fan, then get excited because he is going to be joining Wicked this summer as Fiero, which I can't believe he's not played before mm-hmm. because I just feel like he's got a very Fiero, a Fiero persona. Yeah. So that's exciting. It's also been a lot of casting announced for the movie adaptation of In the Heights. So we already knew that Anthony Ramos is starring as Usnavi with Corey Hawkins as Benny. But they've announced pretty much all the other major players. Mm -hmm. So um, Melissa Barrera will be playing Vanessa and Leslie Grace will be playing Nina. Uh, Original Broadway cast member Olga Meredith will be playing Abuela Claudia, which I think is really lovely. I think that's really nice that they brought her back. Yeah. Jimmy Smits will be playing Kevin Rosario and Gregory Diaz IV will be playing Sonny. And then I feel like these ones are kind of particularly exciting. exciting. Stephanie Beatriz, Dasha Polanco and Daphne Rubenvega as Carla, Daniela and Kuka. So that's, if you don't know, Stephanie. Stephanie Beatrice. (laughs) Stephanie Beatrice is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 
Dasha Planko is in Orange is the New Black. She's also um, in um, Russian Ruben Doll. Have you seen that recently? Oh my because god. She's great in Russian Doll. Russian Doll is great. Mm. And then, yeah, yes. Rumega is the original Mimi, Mimi from Rent. Rent. I think it's going to be really good. I, I think, think I trust really good. Lynn. I trust Lynn. And I trust I John Chu. I, I, I trust Kiara. I trust John Chu. I think, I, I think it will be good. I hope it's good. I hope they capture the flavour of... The I say flavor the of Washington Heights, like I've ever We're there been all there, the time. Or know what I'm talking about. I'm very sorry to the community. Of Washington but I feel Heights. like the stage show captures it so it much. Like there's not a whole load of drama. It, it's just like I feel like the thing that really makes the stage show work is how much you feel invested in the place and all the characters, and like it kind of feels like it reminds you of your own like little home and world and stuff. Yeah. And I just really hope that they get that same spirit in the film yes i'm really excited to see this i'm really excited yeah mm. another musical film that's happening um has announced some more casting so steven spielberg's west side story has announced some of the ensemble members to play some of the sharks and the jets so mike faced is gonna play riff he was recently in dear Evan hansen and in newsies maddie ziggler who is one of my favorites if you've ever watched dance moms if you haven't you should or any of Sia's music videos recently, she's going to play a member of the Jets. So I'm hopeful that she gets like a nice big solo because she deserves one. And then Puerto Rican... Puerto Rican? Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rico. Puerto Rico. Anna Isabel will play Rosalia. So yeah, exciting casting. Yeah. I'm just really excited for Maddie Ziegler to be in it, to be honest. I think she should I'm be I'm excited in. for Mike Feist. I'm just pleased. I think this is... I'm, just, I'm these, just pleased. I'm pleased these for these young artists. Have, I think, good like reasonable casting yes. unlike say the cats film which is just mental just mental but, but isn't the spirit of cats to be fair mental does respect the spirit of cats yeah yes don't disagree casting has also been announced for the return of the award-winning production of jesus christ superstar Jesus Christ, <laughs> um which originally ran at the regent park open air theater in 2016 and 2017 it's now back again at the barbican this summer for july and august and the cast includes robert tripolino as jesus ricardo afonso as judas saleh garnett oh, sorry i'm i really wanted to dicker. i really wanted to say saleh garnet <laughs> saleh garnet as mary as, as mary magdalene Kevin cornwall as caiaphas nathan amsey as anas and my favorite Rachel's favourite. Matt Cardall as Pontius Pilate, which is honestly the only thing that's con- making me consider getting tickets to this because I just love Matt Cardall. And, and I think he'll be a great pilot. <laughs> yeah, and also my great, and my great love for Jesus. The Lord. Praise him. So yeah, that's I think that's quite good casting. I don't really know of these people, apart from Matt Cardall. No, but sometimes that is the best casting. Exactly. Like people who are genuinely cast for their talent rather than their yes. names. We saw Nathan Amsey in Heather's. Um, you saw Nathan Amsey in Heather's. That's true, you did not. I did not see the West End production, but I but he was, know of him he from was other things. pretty good. I can imagine he'll be good in this role. But yeah, if if you like Andrew Lloyd Webber and Matt Cardle, I can't imagine mm. that is a particularly overlapping Venn diagram. I don't but, know, I imagine... Oh, I was about to say something like really patronising that but, I really hope, but I imagine there's a, a certain demographic of older lady. True. Who? Yeah, that's very, very true. Get get along there, older ladies. They're not listening to this podcast. They're not. Our mums are. My mum is not a fan of Matt Cardle or Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> particularly not Andrew Lloyd Webber. But, you know. Fair enough. That's that's a strong opinion. She's wrong about Matt Cardle. Not a massive fan of Jesus either. She's <laughs> not the production for her, is it? No. A final bit of casting news for today is that the initial casting has been announced for the Regent Park open-air theatre production of Evita this summer. So, um... 
Samantha Pawley will be making her UK debut as Evita in the production. She starred in Bat Out of Hell in Chicago and also going to star in the premiere of Six in Chicago later this month. Um, but this will be her UK production, so that's exciting for her. Yep. The show will also star Trent Saunders as Che, Francis Mayley sure. McCann as the mistress and Hector Rivera as Peron. So um, Hector Rivera was in On Your Feet on Broadway. Trent Saunders was in American Idiot, apparently. And Francis McCann was apparently in Our Ladies of Perpetual Sucker, which people really liked and I did not get round no, to seeing. No, we really should have seen that. So that's a shame. But I hope they're all very good. This is a Jamie Lloyd production. He's very good. I thought you were going to say this is something we won't be seeing. But it is also something we will not be seeing because Evita is through, not very good. We sat through it once. We've, and I don't we've think, done it once. We've done it once. I don't I think I can do it again. I genuinely think that was the closest I've ever come to leaving a show at the yeah. interval. Yeah, and and we've seen some shit. We we have. Uh, It was just not to put you off this because I feel like if anybody can save it, (laughs) maybe it's Jamie Lloyd because I I do believe in Jamie Lloyd. But the score is just not. It's not good. It's It's very sexist. Maybe he's updated a little bit. That'd be nice. But honestly, I've just she she dies at the end. Spoilers. I mean, I think Um, everyone knows she dies. Yeah. But I just never wanted anybody to die I was like, quicker. move along. Hurry up. Take that final Please. breath. <laughs> yeah, maybe we really shouldn't go. Yeah, please. We, also, because it gets quite cold towards the end of a show at Regent's yeah, Park in their theatre. And like, you don't want to be oh, God, cold imagine? as well as Oh, it would be the worst. I would actually have to have left if we were outside watching that production. Yeah. I would have been like, I can't do this anymore. No, 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 no. Oh. It's a shame because we really liked our open air theatre experience last year. We did, we had a great time. And we were like, we'll definitely go back next year. Then they announced Avita. Oh, it's Avita. We'll never go back. Maybe they'll bring Jesus Christ back next year. I mean, that I'd probably go and see. Where's Matt Cardle when you need him? Where is he? Why is he indoors? Now moving on to a whole load of new show announcements. Yay! Um, the first of which is that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is bringing Fleabag back to the West End. She's saying this will be her sort of final goodbye to the show. So it'll be coming to the Wyndham's Theatre for a limited run from the 20th of August to 14th of September. Very limited. It has sold out already. Sorry about it. But they are going to be releasing Daisies, I think, which I'm sure will be hellish to get hold of. But if you're a big fan of Fleabag, you go do that because I'm sure this is an enjoyable show. I'm sure it is. I'm glad that she's doing it one last time. It's nice, isn't it? Um, Yeah, before she bids farewell for the character for good. Another new production is The View Upstairs, which is making its European premiere this year at the Soho Theatre. Now, we didn't really know, and still don't really know much about this production, no. but the cast is so good. Um, so, so um, I mean, it's a bad time to interrupt you as you're about to introduce the cast, but you know, a little bit of tension for everyone out there. Dramatic pause. <laughs> like you could Google who's <laughs> in this show. I also think it's interesting, it's at the Soho Theatre, which isn't typically a musical yeah. theatre venue. Like it's kind of, yeah. I just think of it as stand-up shows. Stand-up. Good, very good stand-up. Yeah, I like Good bar. But, you know, interesting. Very interesting. So, the cast is Broadway star and Smash star Andy Mientis, who's making his UK theatre debut. John Partridge from many things, including EastEnders and Cats. Declan Bennett from Jesus Christ Superstar. Also Andy Senders. And Once. We saw him as Guy in Once. And yes. He's fantastic. And I'm glad he's doing it in the musical because he's got the best voice. Victoria Hamilton Barrett from The Wild Party and In the Heights. Cedric Neal from Chess and The Voice, very recently. 
Carly Mercedes Dyer, who was one of the fates in Hades Town, and then some people who sadly I I, I don't Not know. Familiar but with. also Gary Lee, Joseph Prouse, and Derek Hagen. Interestingly, the casting for the central character who's called Wes and who is a young fashion designer who buys an abandoned space that was formerly a 70s gay bar burned down in an arson attack that killed 32 people decades earlier. Um, Fun for all the family. <laughs> that character, the casting hasn't been announced yet and I sort of assume that Andrientus will be playing that role yeah. but is not. It'll be interesting to see who apparently. the lead is given the calibre of the, the supporting the cast. cast. Yeah. So, so I feel like this yeah. is something that you could get cheap tickets for and see a really good cast. It feels like something that might transfer somewhere just on the strength of the cast alone. But mm. yeah. That is happening from the 18th of July to the 24th of August, so quite a short run. But a summer trip. A little summer trip. Ball Bulletin. It's back! It's back! Exciting new show with a little sprinkle of casting mm-hmm. news is that Hairspray, the musical, is returning to London. It'll be at London Coliseum in 2020, starring none other than Michael Ball. Mr. Michael Ball, everybody. Um, Michael Ball starred in the show back in um, 2007 to 2009 as Edna Turnblad, and he will be reprising that role. Mm-hmm. He won an Olivier and a What's On Stage Award for his performance. And he was great. I saw him in it. Mm. He was fantastic. I love Hairspray. It's just a really it's good, great, fun show. It's such a fun, feel-good show. Yeah, so really I'm excited. Back. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan of the Coliseum as a venue for musical theatre. I think it's got too many restricted view seats and is maybe just a bit too big but it's exciting it's exciting that they're doing so many you know they're trying they are trying and i'm also excited that michael ball's having a little bit of a career resurgence after quite a few years touring the uk he's now back in les mis and he's back in hairspray and i'm just pleased for him yeah it's nice so the show will run for 12 weeks from the 23rd of april 2020 with obviously further casting to be announced very exciting yes Another new production for this summer is the European premiere and UK premiere by default of Jason Robert Brown's The Bridges of Madison County, which has come into the Many A Chocolate Factory from the 12th of July to 14th of September. I'm very excited about this. It's very exciting. I love Jason Robert Brown. I love this score. Kelly O'Hara and Stephen Pasquale mm-hmm. were in the original Broadway cast. It's based on a book with the same name, which is about an Italian immigrant housewife living on an American Midwest farm who falls in love with a photographer visiting the area. Um, It's got a beautiful, beautiful score. It won the Tony Award for Best Original Score and Best Orchestrations back in 2014. And Trevor Nunn is directing, which is exciting because he directed the current revival of Fiddler on the Roof, which is brilliant. So I'm really excited to see what he'll do with this, which is sort of a smaller, more intimate Piece. I'm also really excited to see who they're going to cast in it because I feel like because it's a two-handed, really it'll be, roles. it will be two really good people. And I think it's perfect for this sort of venue. Like, I mean, we've talked before yeah. about how much we love the Chocolate Factory, and I think yes. this is the perfect for this sort of small, yeah, rustic sort of show. It's the yes. perfect venue. I just feel like I'm really excited. Really about excited. Mm. Yeah, another um, so UK many. premiere yeah. that's been announced, um, and actually, kind of sort of big premiere. Yeah, world premiere, kind of is the stage version of The Prince of Egypt, which will be coming to the Dominion Theatre from February 2020 for a limited run, but it's eight months, which is a lengthy limited run. So yeah, I think it's had very small um, sort of kind of test run performances here and there, um, but this is the first of major theatrical production. It will feature 10 new songs from the film's composer, Stephen Schwartz, who obviously was also the man who wrote the music for Wicked and you for may, Pippin. You may, you may, you may, you may, may have him. heard some of his 
some of his music. The big song from the film that you almost certainly will have heard of is When You Believe, mm-hmm. but will also feature other songs such classic, as Deliver Us, All I Ever Wanted, Through Heaven's Eyes. You haven't heard Through Heaven's Eyes. Actually, if you haven't seen the film, watch the film because it's Do. brilliant. But if you want to listen to one song, I would recommend YouTubing um, Brian Stokes Mitchell singing Through Heaven's Eyes with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Um, Everyone's favourite choir. <laughs> which is just a lovely performance, which is note perfect. And he's just such a, a rare talent. Lovely. I think this will be really good. I think it's really exciting that this is coming to the West End for the really before the Broadway before it, Broadway. It's the sort of thing that would normally that we never normally get first. Yeah, I mean, it's like a massive DreamWorks film. It's yeah, it's it's, it's going to be great. The really cast big. of the original film is insanely incredible, and I think that they will probably have a similar caliber of person in terms of stage performer for this one i'm hoping so um, i think it should be really exciting i am really excited really, i am really looking forward to it i just think it's Deliver especially on the dominion stage because it's so big and they can do so much with it and it's such an epic film yeah like how are they gonna do the burning of the bush yeah parting of the sea the parting of the red sea Ooh, you can't part water on a stage but maybe they can maybe they can some more new productions have been announced. So the Old Vic new season has been revealed. Lots of exciting productions coming. Daniel Ratcliffe is returning to the Old Vic with Alan Cumming, what a two-hander, mm-hmm. um, to star in Samuel Beckett's Endgame, which is going to be in a double bill alongside his short play, Rough for Theatre 2. So that's going to be running from the 27th of January, 2020. Um, it follows a blind tyrant, Ham, and his servant, Clove. I assume Clove. Daniel Ratcliffe is playing Clove. Clove. One of his uh, greatest roles, I'm sure. Now need to have twin sons called Ham and Glove. <laughs> also exciting if you watch The Crown, or if you like either of these people. Anyway, um, Claire Foy and Matt Smith are going to be reuniting on stage in a new production of Lungs, which is by Duncan Macmillan. Um, it's about a couple trying for a child. Uh, so dates for that are to be announced, but very exciting. I love Claire Foy and Matt Smith. And I'm excited that they're back together yeah. in a theatrical capacity. Um, and there's also going to be a production of A Very Expensive Poison, which is a Lucy Preble play about the murder of Alexander Litvinenko, which is a case that has always fascinated me, I'll be honest. Um, that's running from the 19th of August. Basically, lots of good stuff at the Old Vic. Yes, lots of good stuff coming to the Old Vic. And on the other side of the Atlantic, a new production of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is going to hit Broadway in 2020, starring quite an amazing cast yeah. really so it's gonna start laurie metcalf and um, eddie izzard russell tovey and patsy fran so patsy fran just a matter of weeks ago won an olivier award for her role in summer and smoke russell tovey has done many a theater performance he was one of the original history boys he starred in looking this it's article a, has his major credit as as quantico, quantico which is funny <clears throat> very funny. which is Hilarious. you know a shame for him because, you know, that show... Everybody watches Quantico. I watched it. I would not recommend it. <laughs> and then, yeah, Laurie Metcalf and Eddie Izzard. I feel like for Eddie Izzard, it's a very, it's very much a departure from what I would expect of him. Yes. But that's not cool and way. fun. No, it's... You should try new things. So, yeah, if, you're, if you find yourself in New York, go see this. It's, it's also going to be directed by Joe Mantello, yes. who directed Wicked. And has won two Tony Awards. So but I'm was sure not in Quantico. Wasn't in Quantico, so mm-hmm. what's the point in his career? <sighs> the final piece of news of this very, very newsy episode is that Falsettos is having its European premiere at the Other Palace this year. So from the end of August until the 23rd of November. We're very, very excited Just about so this. so excited. So, yeah, casting is still to be announced. Um, but we thought we'd do a little bit of a... 
not a deep dive, sort of like a medium uh, dive yeah. into falsettos because it's just a great show and it's got quite an interesting backstory. Yes, absolutely one of my favourite shows. And as Rachel says, really interesting origin story. Yes. So we have talked about the show a couple of times before in the Father's Day episode and our LGBT History Month episode. Mm-hmm. And it's been on some of our featured playlists of favourite opening number songs and other such things so yeah absolutely one of my favorite shows um what is now falsettos actually started off as the final two bits of three one act shows which all off broadway from 1979 up to 1990 so the first part was in trousers in 1979 which is not a great name for a show if i'm honest um which focused on marvin as a central character who was just looking back on his past relationships with his high school sweetheart a teacher of his which is problematic kids don't do it (laughs) and his current wife but their relationship is kind of failing and the show ends with him kind of being honest with himself and revealing that he prefers to be with men and making a decision to kind of leave his wife and child which sets up what is now falsettos which again follows marvin who's like still very much central character Mm -hmm. um and um in march of the falsettos in 1981 which is now the first act of the show that's basically the story of marvin figuring out i think how to still be a good father Mm -hmm. to some extent while um having a relationship with a man Mm -hmm. so those two shows kind of existed independently and and were quite successful in their own right in um 1979 and 1981 and then there was a big gap until um falsetto land the third part of the trilogy opened in 1990 and i think this is what makes it really interesting because obviously during that huge gap a a lot happened in the lgbt um scene in new york particularly but it was kind of the show was kept without really touching act one in order to put it together with actual kind of not actually not touching at all what the first half of the show is so you've got this pre-HIV AIDS crisis story Mm. told without the hindsight of everything that was going to happen in act two without giving spoilers or you know Mm. that basically though like either way between 1981 and 1990 a lot changed Mm. um for the sort of world that had been built within the show so I think that makes it a really really interesting show in itself and it's also just great it um, is it is great yeah it's got a very small cast of mm. characters do you want to do you want to run through them yes i will i will run through them so uh, as abby said marvin is the central character um just for reference the most recent broadway casting had christian ball as marvin his sort of love interest wizard i wish wizard had a better a better name <laughs> was played by andrew rannells I, like I was watching some sort of crime drama the other day where someone was called wizard and all i could picture was andrew rannells <laughs> in like some really like short shorts i was like this isn't this isn't it there's a character called mendel who is marvin's psychiatrist and spoilers Spoil- it happens quite spoilers. early on is quite interested in marvin's ex-wife trina who is played by stephanie j block i think it should be pronounced trina but Hey, I don't make the rules. Um, who plays Mendel? Brandon Uranowitz. Yeah. And then Marvin and Trina's son, Jason, who is played by Anthony, small, small Anthony Rosenthal. Oh, he's so, he is so great. He is great. So yeah, it's a very, it's a five person cast. It's a, it's a very small ensemble, ensemble piece. Um, ensemble. And yeah, Marvin is sort of the main character. The first act kind of tracks his, uh, 
his failures as a decent human failures being. Failures as a decent human being. He's trying to kind of keep his family together when he's sort of divorced and doesn't have a great relationship with his son. He's not a or great. His wife. He's not a great guy. He's not a great guy. Or to or be fair, his current partner. His like, partner. No. He's just. He's. It turns out he's not very nice people, and maybe that's why people don't like him. But yeah. he. He doesn't see it that way. I don't think. He comes to though by the end. He, of he the learns. First act. And then the second act kind of really deals with the AIDS crisis in the eighties. Um, and way, Jason's bar mitzvah. In a way, I want to spoil. And also, yes, Jason's bar mitzvah. Incredibly important. Some of the best songs I think are about the, the bar mitzvah, and some of the most yeah. humour is yeah. about the bar mitzvah as well. And I think the bar mitzvah is a really good symbol of what the show is actually about, which is this sort of family di- of coping yes. with the new family dynamics. Obviously, a bar mitzvah is a, a big moment in a young Jewish boy's life, mm. and a moment where a family is meant to come together. But obviously, this family is. Quite, Fractured. quite unusual for the time, particularly. Yes. But I guess is nowadays that sort of non-traditional family, if you will, is a bit more common. Yes, um, I think it's a nice time to kind of bring the absolutely. show back. Yeah, and it is. I think one of the strengths of the show is how all the characters work together, even when they don't necessarily want to, maybe, or mm. um, you know, when it's hard to. I think it's a really authentic kind of dynamic, and also how they get to the point where they're sort of even in their kind of their conscious mind they're like i really don't like that person or i really don't agree with them on this point in their or i really of, should hate them yeah in their kind of subconscious there is a real kind of deep love for the other members of that Absolutely, sort of yeah. like family is it a blended family maybe that's not it, the wrong but term. i think it is in that they it is. they very much become yeah they do become yeah. a family and like some of the most interesting dynamics i think one of the most interesting dynamics is wizard and jason mm. so like in theory, you'd think that this kid would be like, who's this guy that my yeah. dad's now shacking up with and, you know, has ruined our family, basically. Yeah. But actually, they have, a great they have a lovely little relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's very funny, mm. but also, like, very moving and yeah. I think very, very, moving. very real. Some of my favourite songs, I think the opening number, which is called Four Jews in a Room Bitching, oh, is fantastic. It's so a great good. intro to the show. It's very catchy. Um, I also really like... The games I play, I really like. Mm. This had better come to a stop. I like unlikely lovers. I like holding to the ground. There's lots of great There's songs. So many good songs. Do you have any other particular favourites? I do love all of the aforementioned tracks. <laughs> um, I also love um, what would I do? Is one of my most favourite songs. Your most um, favourite of all the things, according to Spotify, the song oh, yeah. my third most listened to song of 2018. So. Go figure. I think just because I quite like singing along to it. Um, Understandable. I love, I love a good Broadway ballad. Mm. What can I say? It is the final number of the show, so I will give no spoilers, but I do think it is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so many bits of songs. I feel like with this show, there's so many bits of songs that just randomly get stuck in my head like the song everyone hates his parents it's like so mm. that just gets stuck in my head sometimes i'm just walking on the street i haven't listened to the soundtrack for a while and suddenly <laughs> i'm like singing about how people hate their parents it's just it's so good and it has a really good balance between sort of upbeat funny songs and songs that actually really like mean to, and ones that kind of cross over the meaningful and funny i love um i'm breaking down i think that's a great yeah. song Aren't we all? um because yeah like same <laughs> so yeah i mean I could pretty much just you could read the whole, 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 yeah, whole thing. But it's just such a good... I, I mean, I would say, obviously, while you can, get tickets to go see it in London if you can. Otherwise, mm. the most recent Broadway revival, the cast recording is phenomenal. And it was also recorded professionally for a Broadway HD. So that is available online. And yeah, I mean, 
as we said, Christian Ball, can, Andrew Randall, Stephanie J. Block. Yeah. Rather than have to buy a yes, you, you can. can just rent like you would on iTunes. Absolutely, you can rent yeah. it for um, like four hours. It is amazing i'm really excited to see who they cast here like i keep yes. thinking like who are my dream cast be but i don't even know it's also like an interesting age range for actors where sometimes mm. like because i mean they've got to be kind of 40s ish and i can't really think necessarily i'm like apart from like Kerry michael Ellis, ball, michael ball. <laughs> maybe he could be mendel he's the wrong time in though isn't he he'll be in les mis but maybe he wants to leave <laughs> les mis i'm not sure this is the show for michael ball if i'm no. honest um but I think it'll be really interesting to see who they cast. I kind of, I, I just can't really. No, think I wonder who... if they'll bring American actors over to do it. To be honest, I mean, I would not say no to the Broadway <laughs> cast. Yeah, just putting it out there. She's in the Cher show. You can't have her. You know what? Cher, she can take she's a break. Belie- from being she's Cher. believing in life after love. I mean, maybe she should do that. You in haven't Fosetos. seen the last of me. <laughs> Uh, I'll go into the share show while she's yes. over here. Oh my god, yes, we've sold it. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're wondering, Stephanie, how you're going to sort it out. Problem solved. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to listen to the share show tonight after this recording. I'm going to listen to falsetto. <laughs> so yes, very excited about this. So We've got excited. our tickets. Tickets are available now. They're on public sale now. They are public sale. Yeah, now. so you can get them. It's it's going to be great. I think the other palace is a really good venue for it. I think because of the like, it's a, it's a good size. It's not too big. Yeah, it's you a can... sort of low key set and a very small cast. Yeah. So I think there are apart from the main five that we. Oh, of course. Said the only course, other, yeah. there's only two extra characters in the second act, the lesbians from next door. So it's a cast of seven in total mm. um, who are rarely on stage all at the same time. They mm-hmm. are occasionally, but they rarely are. So yeah, I think it's, it is the perfect It's the perfect set, it. yeah. I'm very um, excited. But having said that, I wouldn't be offended if it transferred to the West End. Although yeah. I'm not sure, I, I never really thought it would come here because I think, and I think I might have said this before on the podcast even, that it's very dewy in humor which i can say not like not like not watery like, not like no, grass in the like, morning um the children of israel um <laughs> which you're allowed to say which i'm allowed yeah. to say it's just i think in a way that works well in new york because it's the sort of yiddish yeah. terminology and food and all that sort of culture is more gefilter fish is more ingrained in new york culture i think here some of that might be lost for some audiences mm. um there are like you know they just drop in certain yiddish words but it might be that if you don't know what they mean you just skip over them obviously i mean there's like the bar mitzvah he just reels off actual prayers but that is mm. of no interest if it means nothing to you that's fine um but i did always i was yeah i always thought because of the humor of it it wouldn't necessarily come over here but i, I hope think it will that do it's, well i think that it, it will attract quite a theater going audience yes. who will kind of who are a bit more culturally engaged yeah. and will get the references and stuff just yeah. from or we'll get enough culture. of the references to for it to i agree land well yeah i think is good. So yeah, we've got front row tickets. Oh yeah, front and centre. We're very on keen. By Andrew Reynolds. Come on, come on, Andrew. Come on. <laughs> yes, falsettos. Get your tickets. Go see really it. Really do. It's watch so it good. on Broadway HD. Whether you, you're going to see it or not, because it's it's good. It's yeah. a fun watch. So much news. So much news. But that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for persevering through all the news. Lots of exciting stuff going on. So much. And also thanks for bearing with us while we had technical difficulties. Sorry, this was out late. I'm sure you all coped. The next episode will be out, should be out, on Sunday the 19th of May. So if it's, it's not... The day after Eurovision. I'd like to apologise again. It Probably because we're drunk at Eurovision. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the dream. Thank you very much for listening. And see you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.